Welcome to Politics Done Differently, a no-frills political podcast for the everyday voter, aiming to engage Australians in the political agenda. Hosted by Katarina Sullivan, businesswoman, award-winning sustainability expert, and political junkie. This episode of Politics Done Differently is brought to you by Strategic Sustainability Consultants, an Australian-based consultancy working with businesses, governments, and not-for-profits to assist them in becoming economically, socially, and environmentally sustainable. Welcome back for another episode of Politics Done Differently. We are in Parliament House again, and it's a bit of a crazy day today. Uh, but I have with me Ms. Joanne Ryan, who is the member for Laylor in Victoria. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Katrina. Glad to be here, squeezing in between votes on the floor and democracy in action. Yes, and you've obviously got to be in the chamber quite early because you are the opposition whip. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit more about what that role entails. Okay, so um, as part of the whip's team, mm-hmm. so we have a chief whip, um, two opposition whips. As part of that role, my duties are to be on the floor for the count of every division. Yeah. Um, so Anne Stanley and I do the count together now. Mm-hmm. I'm a tick off with a member from the government um, and that's part of our role. The other part of the roles is to ensure that uh, our speakers are in the chamber at appropriate times, yeah. that our speakers are there when they need to be, and that everybody's in for a vote when they need to be in for a vote. So yeah. we sort of keep tabs on everybody um, across the day. That's the part that is the democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of the role, of course, is around pastoral care yeah. for our team. So yeah. making sure that everybody's looked after, mm-hmm. making sure confidences are held when people need to be, you know, out of the place for family reasons or whatever. So sure. there's a bit of a pastoral role of that as well. Oh, that's lovely. I haven't heard about that side of it. Yeah, that much, very few but... people know that yeah. you know, like in any human endeavour, mm-hmm. uh, if you want the best from people, then yeah. they need to be supported to do their jobs. Yeah. So you're a little bit like HR kind of in um, <laughs> Well, I come from a teaching background, so yeah. for me it's just an extension of what I would have done in my classroom. Sure. You know, so I can't get the best out of students unless they feel supported, yeah. unless they know someone's got their back, uh, unless there's someone they can trust to go to talk to yeah. about issues. The job's exactly the same. Oh, wonderful. And um, what was the decision, you know, from your teaching career to move into politics? Into politics. Um, so it's a bit of a history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I grew up in the electorate that I represent. So I'm a Werribee girl. And uh, so I grew up in the seat of Lawler. Yeah. Um, I joined the Labor Party when Jeff Kennett was elected in Victoria mm-hmm. and started closing schools. Yeah. Uh, as a torrid time in Victoria to be a... Uh, a person with a strong belief in social justice mm-hmm. as he sort of tore up the rule book and went about his business. So I joined the Labor Party then um, and uh, CSR and company determined um, with support from the government, mm-hmm. the Kennet government, that they would build a toxic dump in my community. Uh, and obviously that didn't go down very well. I was elected chair to mm-hmm. the Wyndham residents against, where we residents against toxic dump at the time. Yep. Uh, I was a member of the Labor Party. We won that. Uh, it took us um, two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, but CSR eventually pulled out. Yeah. So uh, we had a big grassroots uh, democratic win. Mm-hmm. That put me in a position as chairperson where I got to know Julie Gillard, mm-hmm. who was um, working as um, um, chief of staff yeah. at the time, uh, to John Brumby as opposition leader. Uh, and that's the Senate. <laughs> that's a Senate bell you can hear in the background, <laughs> not a House of Reps bell. Uh, which meant that 
um, when um, Julia, when we were going to that election and Julia determined that she wouldn't sit, mm -hmm. um, it was actually Julia who nudged me and said, you should, you should um, put your name forward for pre-selection. So, yeah. Oh, so I went into the process with the support from our first female Prime Minister. Yeah. Um, something I'm incredibly proud of. Yeah. Oh, that's a very, very honourable selection from her yeah. for you. So that would carry a lot of weight. It's important. Um, so if you think in terms, if I, if, if I put Julia's hat on in that process, yeah. um, she's incredibly passionate about education, about mm -hmm. the transformative power of education, yeah. as am I, having been a teacher for such a long time. If I think about our long conversations about how we'd fix education and Gonski and um, Julia may not be here, but I came here in her place with the same passion and the same determination to see the right thing done by all our schools. Oh, fantastic. And you mentioned before about the win that you had over that toxic yes. dump. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a really important story because I don't think people remember that being a part of a political party, while you may not be sitting in this building representing an electorate full of yeah. people that you can still make great changes all politics is local yeah um all people who care about their community and get involved in grass level whether it be you know um whether it be building something mm -hmm. you know collecting around the notion that we need a swimming pool and and making it happen which my dad did when, yep. um, when i was a kid or stopping something that you, that mm -hmm. you think would be calamitous for your community yep. um every day we do politics yeah. Um, as a school teacher, you do politics every day, not partisan politics, mm -hmm. but you are, and I'm a secondary school English teacher. I worked with, um, I worked with senior students most of my um, life until I became a, a principal of a primary school. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, you, um, I worked with refugee kids as an English as a second language teacher. All of that's politics because it's all about helping people find their place in the world and find their voice in the world yeah. so you know that's how I always viewed my job as an English teacher was my, I'm preparing young people to be able to write that letter yeah. make that argument defend themselves protect themselves build for their communities yeah oh, that's such a holistic approach to development of the individual yes. students um, you've obviously got a passion for helping young people. Yes, absolutely. How do you engage with young people in your electorate as <laughs> the representative? Um, so I do it in lots of ways. Obviously, mm -hmm. I was a school teacher in the electorate I now represent for most of my teaching life. Yeah. So I taught at Laverton and I taught in Werribee. So, mm -hmm. um, and, um, so there are a lot of young people that I have connections to. Mm -hmm. So um, long-term friends on Facebook or Friends United or whatever else we used to connect yeah. on. Um, now I have a really active role in um, in what we call young labour. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, we've got young people who are at university who sign up for young labour. I make sure that any of those young people that come from my electorate mm -hmm. are absolutely connected to me. I go yep. and find them, I have coffee with them, I encourage them in their, their engagement with the party and their engagement generally with politics. And I employ many through, through my office. Um, so currently I've got... I have a young person who's doing their JD. Mm -hmm. um, I have a young person who's doing economics and philosophy. I have a young person who's doing their masters in social work. Um, so, um, for me, that's it's a two pronged thing. It means that they get engaged in political processes at a young age. Yeah. It's another red bell. Mm -hmm. um, but it also means that um, they are bringing to bear electoral office work is incredibly grassroots. Yes. Um, so. 
while they work in my office, they see people and assist people. Mm -hmm. So they get really connected to their community in a way that they couldn't in other ways. Yeah. So I like to think that it deepens their learning in their chosen fields. Yeah. So it's a great preparation for life. Oh, fantastic. And you're talking about ways young people can engage, um, obviously by joining a political party, as we've spoken about, mm -hmm. Young Labour, and um, getting involved in their local politician's office. What are some other ways young people oh, can get involved? If I go back, the first... Um, so if I think about my first political moment, it was being elected onto the Werribee Netball Association Committee at yep. 17 yep. and becoming the treasurer. Yep. It's where I learnt standing words. Mm -hmm. It's where I learnt how to chair a meeting. Yep. It's where I learnt how to influence people, mm -hmm. how to shape the way people think about something, how to get people on board and how to get people to work together. Yep. Uh, so, like I say, everything's political. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, I encourage young people to be that person in their community, whether it be um, Frisbee, mm -hmm. the Frisbee club, the baseball club, the softball club, whether it be the local drama club, yeah. um, take a leadership role, get mm -hmm. yourself, learn from people who've been doing these things, um, learn the skills, because they're not just skills that might be effective in Parliament House, yeah. they're skills that will be effective everywhere. Yeah. Uh, um, I had a mentor once in education who told me that uh, everything he taught people or assisted people mm -hmm. to learn, he applied in his own family. Mm -hmm. He said, so um, in my family, if we need a consensus decision, we have a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought that that was kind of cute. These are, yeah. when business talks about the soft skills, yeah. I think that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Your ability to come to a consensus, mm -hmm. your ability to make things happen in a positive way. I would have loved for my dad to take that approach. I learned a lot about dictatorships in my family. <laughs> um, sorry, dad. Um, but I find it interesting you talk about everything as politics because I have, you know, anecdotally from my own life, I have a lot of friends that say to me, oh, I don't know why you get involved in politics. I don't like politics. Politics doesn't affect me. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm anyone who's listening, I'm talking about you specifically, you know yeah. who you are. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really important point that you raised, that even something like the local netball association yes. is part of politics. Um, people said to me, often said to me when I first got here, oh, how do you cope with the factional stuff? And mm -hmm. I went, I spent 27 years in um, <laughs> teaching lunchrooms. Mm. Like put, put 100 human beings in a room and you will get groups that think alike with yeah. inside that larger group. Yeah. And the power of... Um, your your effectiveness is mm. to get all of those different groups of people with their different views to work together yeah. to find a way forward um, that isn't 50 plus one. Yeah. And I love um, your passion for sport, as I can mm. see from all of the different yes. scars and <laughs> balls and, <laughs> and the injury yeah. that you're sporting. Um, my eldest nephew wouldn't be able to contain himself the fact that you have an Essendon ah. scarf. Yes. <laughs> um, he's a very passionate yes. Essendon supporter. So I'm a mad bomber, mm -hmm. but the there's a long story. I grew up by um, barracking for South Melbourne. Yeah. And of course, when South went to Sydney mm -hmm. and we did the save for South and failed. Yeah. Um, so I grew up at the Lake Oval yeah. watching South Melbourne play. Mm -hmm. uh, when they moved, when the, um, what then was the, when they took the decision to move them to, um, to Sydney, I barracked mm -hmm. for no one, like most of my family. Yeah. Uh, and then I fell in love with Kevin Sheedy. Yeah. Like bluntly, what he was doing... My first year of teaching I did in the Northern Territory in Darwin mm -hmm. and I got to see some of the things that the Essendon Football Club were doing there yeah. uh, and his attitudes and the way he used football 
to create a better world yeah. and to create a better country, I always admired. So I'm Essendon yeah. because of Kevin. Oh, that's fantastic. It also helped that the first day I decided to barrack for them, they won a flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does sort of push you in that direction. <laughs> I am still waiting for my team to win a flag. So I can say, though, that as much as I barrack for Essendon, mm. I only barrack for Essendon in the AFL. Yeah. In the VFL, I'm strictly a Werribee girl. Uh, so uh, Werribee Footy Club against everybody. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. You obviously have a great passion for your electorate and where you've grown up and mm. lived and worked. What are some of the concerns that, that your constituents bring to you? Okay. So, and this is where I, I get partisan. Mm -hmm. um, since coming here, uh, since that 2014 incredibly cruel budget, where I sat and read the budget papers and was just mortified about what it meant for my community. Yep. Um, that if the government had gotten its way on all of those measures, it would have irrevocably changed lives for the worst mm -hmm. in my community. Uh, so there's nothing like that that could fire you up more. Yep. Um, so that's how I look at politics. I look through every piece of legislation, the lens I look through mm -hmm. is the people I represent. Yep. Um, it's not difficult for me to imagine them in their lives, having lived amongst them, been involved in local families through schools. Yep. It's not difficult for me to imagine the impact of things on people's lives mm -hmm. or have a, a deep understanding about how that might manifest itself in a child's life. Sure. So if I think about, and the other thing I know mm -hmm. that I don't know that a lot of politicians really understand, mm -hmm. the things we say up here are really important. Yep. You know, To have someone in the federal parliament say that everyone has a right to be a bigot such a bad choice of words. Yep. And I said in the House of Reps that day, that will reverberate around the country, mm -hmm. around kitchen tables when it's on the news tonight. And you know what it'll play out? Mm -hmm. Playgrounds. Yep. Um, our words up here are incredibly powerful. We mm -hmm. should be very careful about mm -hmm. how we use them. And I'm absolutely passionate, and I love to see passion in the chamber. Mm -hmm. But if what, you, what he meant to say was, I disagree with what someone says, but I'll defend their right to say it. Mm -hmm. I would have applauded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. often those little tiny semantics that we don't even think about that create that big impact. Uh, one of the things that amuses me in politics is um, people spend um, hours and hours and hours coming up with slogans. Mm -hmm. And then they so easily come up with the most negative phrasing they could and it becomes a slogan and it's completely out of their control once yep. they've said it. Yeah. Um, and the media can hijack that. Well, they certainly, they're certainly a megaphone yes. <laughs> for those things. Um, and, um, you know, I think that's part of our job. My pop, mm -hmm. I, I tell uh, my community at most of my forums that my job is to come up here and tell our story so that the 150 other members of parliament from around the country understand who we are, they understand our challenges, they understand our opportunities, and they know, and they know that we are fundamentally the same as them. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, it's really important work. And mm -hmm. the media play a huge role mm -hmm. in being a megaphone for that. Yes. In, in being, in showing, uh, or putting up a mirror back to the Australian people to show them who we are and what we are. Yeah. And I'm conscious of time because I think the... The green bell green, will go eventually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think the role of social media has played in that? Okay, I think like most people, social media can be an extraordinary power for good mm -hmm. or an extraordinary power for division. And I am... <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of division. Yeah, that kind of division. <laughs> uh, 
but ultimately it's human activity. Yeah. Uh, so who are we going to hold responsible? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a mirror. Yeah. Uh, so when you um, put up a post, do some social commentary and you get attacked, you know, with Mel and Deary McCarthy talking about mm -hmm. it, I don't think there's a woman, well, certainly not a woman on the Labor side that hasn't been um, attacked in that way yeah. um, through social media. Mm -hmm. um, the people who are doing that want us to be quiet. Mm -hmm. So the answer is not to be quiet. Yeah. Um, the answer is to, to actually engage. So everyone says, don't read the comments, don't read the comments, don't read the comments. Mm -hmm. I consciously do read comments and I consciously engage where I think I can make a difference. Yeah. So if someone's being racist, mm -hmm. I will call them out on it. Yeah. I'll give them time to take it down. Mm -hmm. If they don't take it down, I'll take it down. Yeah. Um, but I'm a teacher and um, there are very few moments in life that aren't teaching moments. Yeah. So people need to learn something. Uh, and it's, you know, we have this debate about oh, children aren't born racist, they learn it. Mm -hmm. um, the fact of the matter is, for me, mm -hmm. that racism has to be challenged. Yep. So does sexism mm -hmm. um, at every corner. Yep. But it has to be done in a way that doesn't divide us, mm -hmm. but unites us. Yep. So it's about reminding everyone of their humanity, um, calling on people's empathy. Mm -hmm. oh, it's such a powerful sentiment of what you're saying. And the aim that you're trying to achieve is a very commendable one. I'll take you my hat off to you. <laughs> um, and what do you think are the biggest challenges facing Australia currently? I think the division that we now have in our community mm -hmm. is a real negative. It's going to drag us backwards rather than forwards, and both economically and socially, um, let alone politically. Mm -hmm. uh, so our biggest challenge is for us as a country mm -hmm. to um, create a vision for ourselves that will take us forward. Um, I'm, I've just left the chamber. Mm -hmm. I'm probably um, in despair right now more than I have been mm -hmm. since I came to the parliament yeah. because what I just was a part, what I just witnessed in the chamber was a complete closing down of democracy, yeah. and that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. That is fundamentally dangerous, yeah. um, and choosing to try and divide Australians mm -hmm. into quiet or noisy or rich or poor or taxpayer or non-taxpayer, those divisive lines mm -hmm. are not leadership. They're not what the country needs. They're not what we've had seriously. We Historically, mm -hmm. Menzies did not seek to divide the country. Yeah. He sought to lead it. Yeah. Um, and I worry that our that the major party that is the Liberal Party currently mm -hmm. has lost a sense of the fact that um, winning an election is about being given an opportunity to lead. Yep. Um, it is not an opportunity to divide. Mm -hmm. Attacking um, attacking collective, the collective agency of workers mm -hmm. is going to lead to lower wage growth. Yep. It's going to undermine working conditions. Mm -hmm. These are your countrymen. Yep. Like, these are Australians. Mm -hmm. um, stop dividing. Yes. Continue to think of us and fundamentally, the notion of Australians, well, mm -hmm. these are human beings. Yeah. You know, I'm very, the biggest challenge we've got, um, at the moment we've got a government that um, that shows its joy in the chamber when it has a win. Mm -hmm. I haven't, I can't remember them dancing on the chamber floor about anything positive. Yeah. Yeah. About anything positive and the repeal of Medivac yesterday, mm -hmm. you know, a vainglorious moment um, that, 
actually is fundamentally flawed to think that someone can't seek medical advice. Yeah. I spent the day in the hospital yesterday <laughs> seeking medical advice. Yeah. Um, fantastic at Canberra Hospital, was looked yeah. after from the emergency department through to surgery and back again. Yeah. Amazing. But I couldn't help but think, if I was on Manus mm. and this happened, yeah. what's that? A yeah. couple of lacquer bands and mm. a bandage if, yeah. you, if you don't get the appropriate medical support that you need. Yeah. Now, if that's available, on Manus, then I'm sure it would be accessed on Manus. Mm. But if they need to come to a hospital like the Canberra Hospital to get the kind of treatment I did yesterday, mm. then we should allow that. Yeah. You mentioned before, you know, you've been in Parliament in opposition the entire yes. time you've been yes. here. Um, that doesn't mean that you haven't been able to achieve things for your community, though. What are some of the um, major achievements for your electorate since 2013? I think it's about, I think the, the things that you're proudest of mm -hmm. up here are when you, when you prevent something negative happening to your community. So there are many proud moments there. Um, when, we, when we managed to um, defeat mm -hmm. legislation um, that would have been hurtful for my community, mm -hmm. they're really proud moments. Marriage equality, yeah. being on the floor on that day of the count mm -hmm. um, was an incredibly proud moment. Yeah. Um, to be actually, you know, in my memory, I counted the votes mm -hmm. the day we passed marriage equality in the House of Representatives. Yeah. Um, for all of the young people that I ever taught that felt marginalised in any way, mm -hmm. that was a strike for equality. It was yeah. a strike for human rights. So mm -hmm. um, that was a really fabulous day and it was a great mm -hmm. achievement and being part of making that happen and yeah. um, always amazing. Mm -hmm. um, the others aren't so positive because it's about stopping. Yeah. You know, um, stopping, stopping a $7 fee for everybody to see the doctor. Um, that saved my community mm -hmm. and you know an enormous amount of money yep. um, and hardship mm -hmm. uh, stopping the worst parts of the pension cuts that were planned um, arguing strongly and getting the government to bend perhaps on or getting them to to can to commit for one more year of federal funding for four-year-old kindergarten yeah um, I'd prefer they committed for four years, mm -hmm. uh, but I'll fight every year to make sure they commit for the next. Yeah. Uh, so it's those small things. Mm -hmm. uh, the other things are uh, being someone who was born and raised um, in, her, in the community I now represent. So when I go and um, give out the Julia Gill Awards, Gillard Awards at school graduations and I'll go home next week and be doing lots of these, it's about standing in front of those kids and going, I was born here, I was raised here, I'm in the federal parliament, you can do anything. Yeah, oh, that's a fantastic example that you're setting for young people and they can look up to you as you know, someone well, who can lead I, them. Well, I hope they can always look up to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's great because you come from such a humble background yeah. that it shows that you, know, you don't need to have lots and lots of money behind you or a wealthy family or no people you can just be the foundations of our democracy are that anybody can get here yeah um the foundations of our democracy are that the house of the people's house the house of representatives mm -hmm. will reflect the faces in our communities yeah. i'm really proud to be part of a labor team that's gotten you know 48 percent of representation across both houses yeah. um really proud that we kept up the traditions and so Julia Gillard and um, Nicola Roxon mm -hmm. um, were part of the Labor Party's first AA pre-selecting women into safe Labor seats, mm -hmm. not marginal. Yeah. I'm really proud to, to carry on that tradition. Um, I remember when 
you know, when Julia was pre-selected, I was a supporter of hers during that pre-selection process, mm -hmm. how incredibly proud we were to send a woman yep. um, to Canberra to yep. represent Lula. So that's another, uh, another, another part of our story, I think, and one that you know, um, Labor have to stick their guns and, and keep moving this way. Oh, for sure. And you were mentioning you, know, you got on the netball committee at 17. Yeah. That is very young to be politically active in a meaningful way that you can yep. actually make change, not just sort of put a post up on social media, which we're yes. all guilty of doing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, what do you think, was it your parents that sort of instilled that in you, that political activism? Um, so I'm one of eight mm -hmm. um, and I lost my dad at 11. Mm -hmm. uh, so my mum is, um, and she, she was a working class from a working class background in Tassie. Yeah. And um, she taught us how to argue. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't difficult with our kids. <laughs> uh, but she was also taught us to stick up for ourselves, to stick up for others, yeah. um, to look after our neighbours. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and I had a mentor at Netball um, called AI, Irene Cooney, and I nominated her from the floor the year before. Um, and the next, you know, the next year she came to me and she said, we're well, nominating me, let's get you up there. Oh, wow. So that's part of the story. Oh, and that perfect. is a green bell. Yes. So now we have to go. Yeah. Well, thank you so thank much you. for your time, even though it's been quite limited, but uh, I'm sure all our listeners have learned a lot. And all the best. With and I'm sure under pressure, I did a lot of fast talking. Yes. <laughs> no worries. Thank you for tuning in to Politics Done Differently. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to hear more, please go back through our library for more insightful interviews. Please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PD Differently. If you want to get involved in the conversation, please hashtag PD differently. We look forward to seeing you next episode.